Hello, and welcome to episode 82 of Hearty Dice Friends. You join us on a most auspicious of evenings. The crows are gathered outside, and they're calling my name and my co-host's name. They say, which in crow means Grant Howitt. And they also say, which means Christopher Taylor. And we're here to solve a mystery. Chris. Hello. What have you found in the butler's study? Uh, The the butler has a very strange name. Mm -hmm. Uh, The name is Tezekel Khan. Tezekel Khan? He sounds like a foreigner to me. He does, and I... I, I respect that, because mm-hmm. it's got to be a harder work environment to become a butler. Yes, very much so. When, Although, you're, not, when you're not native to the to the country, and you don't know perhaps oh, all the intricacies of the of the etiquette. Perhaps he's the wrong kind of foreign for butling. You know what I mean? Which is the wrong kind of foreign, Grant? I don't know, but there's <laughs> there must be good... I'm very sorry. I think the real question is, why does the butler have a study? That is very true. Maybe it's a, it's an impossibly large mansion, and the well, if, what, Chris, Chris, we're in it now. We can, we, we can, you know, I've, it's it's been established. We're inside oh. this mansion. Oh, the crows are outside. It is an impossibly large mansion. Yes, look at the map over here. You can see we're there with a the big red arrow. <laughs> and as such, the south southeast wing has been largely mm. forgotten. Ah, it's like a, it's like a radial star emanating fallen from the into disrepute point. and disrepair. Yeah. This is this is roughly the same size as Hammersmith, mm. um, and that is the butler's study, or the uh, butler's uh, studies. It's kind of like it's, it's, it's more like an education wing for butlers. Yes. Okay. Now, I feel this improv may have gotten away from us somewhat. It has run out from under under us like a particularly quick train. I feel like it, start, it started off poor and stayed <laughs> And really, really pissed itself up a wall. Hello, this is Hearty Dice Friends. There's no mystery, I'm afraid. The only mystery we're going to solve is role-playing? <laughs> As a question? As a question? The answer is always yes. Why role-playing? What role-playing? <laughs> Who role-playing? And most importantly, when role-playing? And occasionally where? Hmm. This is a podcast. We answer questions on the podcast. You have asked us questions, and we've scudded around the internet looking for questions from reddit.com forward slash r forward slash rpg. As we do every week. Succinct um, URL, I like it. Thank you very much. Just if they want to go and double check that we're, yeah. we're not, not just making these questions up. Cite your sources. Yeah. Um, and we're ready. We are... I'm gonna. I'm just going to just open this, come out from behind the curtain here. Both of us are very tired. Oh, we're dead boys. Uh, we are dead boys. The Kickstarter has been doing Chris's anxiety no good. No. Um, and I went out to play Spire in a lovely, lovely little bar down in down in North Greenwich. Oh, uh, Greenwich! Uh, last night called the Thirsty Dragon, and um, now they didn't pay me for this professional GM uh, encounter, <laughs> but they did give me as much beer as I wanted. That's oftentimes better than money. Um, because well, you would have just spent that money on beer. Yeah. Well, look, and it, you probably it, got more beer out of it than you got paid. Possibly. I don't know how little they would have paid me, but I, <laughs> I, uh, I had, I ran a lovely game of Spire and maybe drank quite a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. And so Chris is anxious, and I'm just a little bit off to one side, <laughs> about three inches to the left. It's three inches to the left. I could just do with maybe a lie down and a cup of tea. But instead, I'm here to bring <laughs> incredible advice to you, the listener. I think it's always good in the podcast when they say up front how shit it's going to be. Yeah, I think you really need to manage expectations. Mm. Do we also want to issue an apology for anything in last week's episode? Just, we're real sorry for last week. Everything kind of got out of hand. Yeah. It was it's... it was a very fast week. The Kickstarter blindsided us. <laughs> like, we were ready for that, but not ready for the fact that we also had to do other things. Yeah, I think, like, we're very much, we're very much monotask- Mm. You know, like 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 those robots that's just a hand. Yeah, like the ones that put doors on cars on a production line. Yeah, actually, what you said, not what I said. <laughs> the other, <laughs> the other thing, a hand would be multi. Chris, ask me a fucking question. <laughs> Tzekel Khan off Reddit asks: interesting powers for a ghost-themed hero. Well, that's where you got the name from. Yeah, 
Ah. Um, you can eat ghosts. What does that do? Um, well, it gets rid of the ghost for one. Well, yeah. Uh, you can uh, so like, we're just busting them. And busting does make you feel good. Uh, yeah. But I wonder how eating them feel. They uh, you can absorb the powers of the ghost temporarily, or you can uh, you can maybe it's like a power system. So when you do your ghost ghosty hoodoo, you need to eat a load of ghosts to power it. Ghost powers. Yeah, yeah. So he's eating ghosts. They're powering his shiz. What's his shiz? Or her shiz, or their shiz. Their shiz. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like the idea that it's more like a Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter of, of ghosts. Like it just really boosts their self confidence. So he's not like magic. No, they're oh, just. Oh, hang on. Sorry. What does Hannibal? I thought Hannibal ate people. He does. Yes, but like of ghosts. So you'd eat the ghosts. So he. So and what? And he boosts his self confidence or their self confidence? His own self confidence by eating them. Right, so he's just re- like he just, he just feels really good, and that gives him superpowers. Oh, superpowers! No, I didn't thought he's that. a superhero. Yeah, yeah doesn't say superhero; it just says hero. Okay, so ghost-themed what? hero. You're just haunted by your aunt, um, <laughs> and then at one point there's some ducklings that are trying to cross the road, and you get them, and you save them. Okay, is that let's let's imagine superhero for okay. this one? I mean, that's yeah? probably not for your standard RPG. That one. Well, no. Voodoo is too easy. Yep. Too appropriative. Don't go for it. Next. Pulling out somebody's ghost. Yeah, that's cool. And like choking it? Like Yeah, like pre-ghosting somebody. Mm. Interrogating someone's ghost and their body just starts, just collapses and starts dying. Yeah. And you can put the ghost back in. They can't live without the ghost in. That's pretty cool. Although it does imply that ghosts are in people all the time. Yes, but like ghosts synonymous with soul. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, ghost-themed superheroes can do stuff like fly if they want to, because they're carried by ghosts. Yes, or they become a ghost very briefly. Yep. So they can so phase go, through shit. Yeah, go through walls. They oh, can I smell like the, ghosts. The idea of a character that has died, mm-hmm. like um, more like a revenant than a zombie or a ghost. Right, so... So they're like, still physical. They're thinky as well. Yes, yeah, they're sentient. Yeah. Um, but they can they can kind of... Move along the death spectrum. Oh, I see. Oh, that's kind of fun. So they can they can shift towards the incorporeal end of the mm. of the spectrum, and then go through walls, but obviously then can't touch stuff. They can get deader. Yes, or they can go more zombie end of the spectrum, become very vulnerable, but able to cause physical harm. Yes, and or, or, or like or like uh, rather than zombie, like they're rotting, like they they look more human and more alive. Yeah, but they're vulnerable, and then they can shift all the way down into some sort of nightmare spirit when they want to go um, hog wild. Yeah, and the default is like this middle ground where they're just a man they're in a Ill. jacket. You pass at you pass at a train station. Yes, like your brain just slides off them. Mm. They're just that's not. They're not of, important in that's any kind of a way. Fun one shot idea. I quite like that. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah. It reminds me of um, the half ghost race that I invented for <laughs> Erebus. Um, Lord clearly not a ghost, and his brother blatantly, yeah, who could turn into half a ghost. It was. I want to stress this ghost was evenly distributed throughout the body. It wasn't like just his legs were a ghost. <laughs> just the left hand side. <laughs> oh bugger! <laughs> what it mainly meant is that you get the milk out of the fridge without opening the door. <laughs> Saves an electricity. That was... doesn't turn the light on. Yep, that's very true. Very Chris, good for the freezer, actually. Wouldn't the milk break when you pull it against the door? Ah, no, you see, you kill. he kills the milk. <laughs> and then drinks it with the left-hand side of his mouth. He manifests a spectral dagger and stabs the fuck out of the milk. <laughs> actually, come to think of it, yeah, like, if you could, if you could just do the front of your face, you could just... through the door. What about a hero with the ability to kill things? Not necessarily people. Like the spirits attached to things? Yeah, so like you could kill a door. Isn't that someone with a hammer? Yes, but like you could kill a door and it would it would deteriorate really quickly. Okay, so like like you take the quintessence out of it as it were. Yeah, you take out you take what it is to be a door away from it. Yeah. Entropy. Yeah, kind of, um, and it just it just suddenly rots away, like it's it suddenly remembered it's five hundred years old. I would like to talk to a door's ghost. 
<laughs> you, like, like, like you rip the ghost out of a door. So, hello. That would be great, actually. But just, just like having the capacity to rip the ghost out of things—that's a really fun idea, especially, if it, especially if it doesn't necessarily kill the thing you ripped it out of. <laughs> if these walls could talk, give me a penknife. I'll stab the fucker. <laughs> you got, we have to kill these walls, boys. Get punching. What do you mean, Dad? <laughs> Just like kicking. Oh, it takes a lot to bludgeon a wall to death, Sam. Good, he's putting up a fight. <laughs> this is the way my old grandmother taught me in the old country. <laughs> she was a wise woman. Very strange, though. I've kind of got this wonderful image of like, um, like a major, like M twenty three major motorway, mm-hmm. um, and the, you see these two police cars screaming down towards mm-hmm. an accident. One is like a standard black and white police car mm-hmm. and the other's just like a Ford Cortina with lights on top of it right and out of the uh, one of them gets out the traffic police mm-hmm. and one of them the uh, the post traffic police who deals with the with the escaping soul of the semi truck that's tipped over <laughs> <laughs> which is it's... now very confused and, and howling mad in the middle it, of a freeway. It's running feral around the fields. Yeah, so they've got to corral this thing and, like, get it to pass on. How about ghost swapping? Oh, where you throw your ghost in a, in a bucket at a party. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you put all your ghost in, uh, ghosts in, a, in, a, in, in like, the fruit bowl. Mm-hmm. And then you rub your ghost against some bloke called Mike. <laughs> <laughs> because you Mike, both happen to drive BMWs and they're hilarious. Mike, than you'd like. But very, very thoughtful. Personable, yeah. Personable, yeah. Talks mm. a lot, but, you know, sometimes that's what you want. He, um... No. More, uh, you... You have the capacity to tether your soul to shit. Tether your ghost to things, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really... I don't really like the whole sort of soul angle, but I do like the... I, I like the fact that, that you can imagine that once you die, you have a ghost. Yes. And you can temporarily kill your body to go a bit like a bit like the Orpheus game that you had, they had in World of Darkness, where people sort of died and went to and and and, and projected in, in, into other worlds yeah. through, through the Orpheus Institute. But let's say, for example, um, you want to uh, where I thought you were going with the Ford Cortina thing. There's a car chase, um, and you don't have a car, so you you grab your own soul out of your body and throw it in, throw it into the driver of a car. Oh, you yeah. possess them, force out their ghost, which just sort of like floats around. Your body collapses, starts dying, and you and and you have to you have and and, you, and so you can you know take part in the car chase by stealing people's bodies. I mean, that is literally the plot of Driver. Oh, that's where I got it from. Yeah, like like you're in a coma and you're projecting yourself <laughs> into the bodies of drivers to catch people. That's very true. Well, then maybe not the Driver one. I quite like it. I mean, it's not bad. But like, like you could you could certainly extrapolate it out and like bamf into someone who you were fighting and have them hit their friends and then bamf back out. Yes, there's some there, there's, there's there's some fun things to be done to, to be done there with forcibly putting your ghost in shit or like I'm gonna go haunt this basement. <laughs> yes, which is actually I think there's a, there's a there's a bunch of geist powers that do that. Well, and, it's kind uh, of nice. Like if you take the one of the old school versions of ghosts, which is where they have a physical anchor. Um, which yeah, is like, like, a, like a tether, like a fetish. Yeah, so like a person mm. or a locket or something, and you've just got you've just got like a like a bum bag full of full of anchors that you carry <laughs> around with you, and you're like, oh, we can't get into this basement. The window's too small, and you just like push a pocket watch through the gap in the window, yeah, and then haunt that and then haunt that room for a bit. <laughs> Like you can't touch anything, but you can look at everything in there. And every single time you do it, your flesh body just like it 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 dead drops, it collapses. Yes, <laughs> and then and then you got to try and like it's on a bit of string. You got to try and pull the pocket watch back because you've only got so many of these. <laughs> like like um like throwing it and trying to get it in your enemy's mouth. Yeah. Ooh, bam! And then you <laughs> and you haunt like his esophagus, or even if like. You're so you're somebody. The, the player characters are people who are massively famous, okay. massively important, mm. like leaders of countries, that sort mm. of level. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they die, they become ghosts. Right. And the only way to become alive again, or some semblance of life, right, 
is to reclaim all of your anchors. Ah, okay. Which is just whatever shit you had on you when you died. Or, or, or whatever's important to you. No, I like, just, I like that it's whatever, whatever you had on you when you died. That's the anchors. So, so is, is it, was it really important you're wearing clean pants? So, well, like, one person's got to, what have you got to, what have you got to get back? I've got to get back my watch, uh, my wallet, about two coins. That's going to be a nightmare. What, what do you need? Um, a cat and nine tails and a ball gag. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be awkward, but at least I know where they are. I see. <laughs> I believe they're still on my corpse. So, where is that? <laughs> I'll have a word with my mate Duncan. He's probably got it. I have a question for you, Christopher. Mm-hmm. It is as follows. God, you're going to love this question. Okay. Here it is. Devilfish101 asks. I'm currently on holiday with my partner's family, and I'm therefore constantly oscillating between deliberate recreational drinking and consistent low-level boredom drinking. How would one go about modelling the world, the varied and nuanced experience of getting drunk in an RPG scenario, and what kind of game would benefit from having such a mechanic? Wow. Family drunk is a special kind of drunk. Oh, it's... It's, it's so a holy different. place. It's so different from almost any other experience. Like, it's not fun drunk. No. I, I like uh, so like last Christmas I was feeling kind of nervous. So like I find it an exquisite torture to one open gifts in front of people who give me those gifts, or yes. two to watch people open those gifts. I think it's disgusting <laughs> doing that. Like uh, so it was it was uh, it was my birthday last week. I went out and this guy uh, a friend of mine gave me a card and I was like I don't receive a lot of cards. Do I open this in front of you now? Do I do this later at home, like a secret? What I don't understand. Are the rules? And apparently, I had to open it in front of him because um, oh, it was funny. Uh, but that's fine. Like, but then, what it, if you it, don't it, find it funny? I did. It was a goth themed birthday, and he couldn't find any goth cards, so he got me with deepest condolences during this difficult time and a picture of a tree. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That, that's he funny. crossed out time and wrote birthday. <laughs> so, like, okay. I, yeah, that, I, that I, works I, for me. I will always find repurposed greeting cards very funny. Oh, they're so good. That is that is something which continually excites me. Anyway, I hate that experience. So I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a fuckload of gin. I'm uh, going to get time? Uh, lunch. Lunch. Who's Look, opening Chris. presents at lunch? Oh, okay. Um, this is my this is uh, my partner's family. You were around, around at the Hamiltons. Mm-hmm. And uh, so just, just to explain the, the variety of Christmas traditions, uh, my family, we open presents at midnight on Christmas Eve, and they don't get up until 10 a.m. We get, we, get we get all that presents business out of the way nice and early. That's insane. Where's, where's, the, where's the anticipation? Don't like it. No time for it. They're all there. What's the point? No need, it, no need to, to, to unnecessarily uh, cause yourself stress. It's about the denial. Well, well, you'd love staying at the Hamiltons then, because you get up at about eight o'clock, and then you open some presents. No, incorrect. You have, you have, and like, and like Mary's parents are doing it right for themselves, so like, there's generally quite a few knocking around. Um, yeah. And so you open some presents, and then you wait a little bit, and some friends come over, and you have some, maybe you have a glass of champagne, and you have some smoked salmon uh, sandwiches, and then you open some more presents. This this is how it works. It's edging Christmas and it's disgusting. The first person to wake up essentially wins. They it's get weird, they, they okay. get to wake up everybody else in the house. Doesn't your dad just like drop whiskey on your chest? Yes, he's normally the first to get up. Yes. Then that person acquires scotches. Mm-hmm. Um, gives everybody those while they're all sort of what? What time is it? Five a.m. What? <laughs> Um, and then you only going downstairs. They then prefer, prepare Buck's Fizz. Ah, I see. So you're drinking Buck's so, Fizz. So the Scotch is just more. It's like that's just a travelling drink. It's just an, it's just it's just to wake you up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, when you're downstairs, then what happens is somebody is mother. Mm-hmm. It varies by year by year. Who right. sits potentially underneath the Christmas tree, picks a present they look think looks interesting based on its shape, mm-hmm. and then. Looks at who it's to and gives it to that person. Right, I see. 
So the idea, obviously, is to not see you because you can't see any, any of the labels. Um, mm. Is to try and get all of your presence, so that you can then just go. I'm done here. Mm. I'm going to have breakfast. It's great. That sounds that, good. That's how Christmas works. Uh, yeah, like everyone, Christmas is a very special time, mm-hmm. and by Best special, time of the year. by spe- well, you love it. Um, but I by by special, it's unique to every family. Like yes. everyone has their own weird ass traditions, and the second, like that's that's one of the weirdest things about getting married, uh, is like one choosing who to have Christmas with, which is always difficult, and two uncovering what other people's Christmases are like. And they're always wrong. They're always wrong. It's like, it's a bit like, there was one family in Cornwall who, um, who when, when they sat down on the toilet to make a number two, or a number one, if they, if, if, if they have the equipment, um, they faced the other way. They faced towards the toilet. What? Yes, whole family. Didn't Nobody think it does was weird. that. The, the, the whole family did it, and the thing is, no one saw them do it. Well, no, it's not the sort of thing you correct. No, that's the thing. But they all thought it was. That's all, they all thought that was how it worked. That's amazing. I like, I like, I like, I like. It was an optional as to which way you face. You know, rather than no, what? No. Oh no, no. There's there's not enough room in some well, bathrooms to get well, your knees in. They, they, they must have thought, oh, this is a terribly built toilet. Oh man. <laughs> going to have to complain. My legs are up on the system. <laughs> anyway. I wonder how many people have do things like that that are just so bizarre but, uh, but are hidden away so nobody's ever gone um, that's weird what you're doing. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to put something forward here. How do any of us know that we wank normal? That is true. Like, like maybe the faces I pull are entirely wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure there is a correct face. Well, there's definitely. I mean, like, there's acceptable and unacceptable. Surely, yes, but not a correct one. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a spectrum, and there's going to be something at the end of the spectrum, <laughs> and not, and not just, not just doing a big thumbs up right at the point of climax. <laughs> Top draw. Smashing. Here's a fun game you can play with your friends. By the way, it helps if you're 23 because I haven't played it since then. <laughs> Uh, it helps if you are if you are that guy at the party, but you all sit in a circle, and you guess what noises people make at the point of climax. It's <laughs> a good and game. It's, it's a great game. So, uh, so, so for example, I think at the point at the moment of climax, the noise Chris makes is huh, <laughs> just raw confusion. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What noise do I make at the moment of climax? I don't know. There's. There's kind of a, an element of like a football fan oh, screaming at a goal. Back of the net! Yeah, like, way! <laughs> Boston! <laughs> Home run! I got one of those, uh, one of those uh, rotary clackers. <laughs> Which I've not seen outside of pictures of old football games. No, they don't really crop up anymore. It's not a, they don't seem to be a thing at all. I suppose people realise they could just yell, and it's cheaper. That is true, but it hurts the throat. It does, yes. But uh, a, we should, we should probably it, it, talk it's, about... It's a fun game. It's a fun game to play with your friends. I recommend you play it next time you're about three drinks in. Or you just uh, see a friend. And if and if you feel nervous, play it about people who aren't there. Yeah. That's uh, or, like, like things behind people's back is much easier. Or play it with people who don't know they're playing. Just, as you, just as you walk past a friend on the street, instead of saying hello... Just mimic the noise. Yeah. <laughs> and then walk off. <laughs> Grant, I, goodbye. But like, you can wave, obviously. Yeah. You'll be polite, but... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Shake the hand. Now, how would we go about modelling everything we've just said <laughs> in an RPG scenario? And what kind of game would benefit say, from it? More things to say when you come. <laughs> I'm on the cusp! Natural 20! <laughs> I like how also like like we become very old men at the point of climax as well. Oh, I haven't felt this good since nineteen twenty-three. I used to use that voice at work every day when okay. somebody made me when go. When you having a wank at the back? Oh, no, sorry, when when somebody made me go until I was like, oh, okay, I'll just 
go to the tills, off to the mountain face. And I just keep talking at them like that. I'm like, fine, I'll fucking do it. Just walking incredibly slowly yeah, like, around, like, like around them. Left hand on my lower back. Right hand pretending I've got a stick. Mm. And shakily walking forwards. They must have loved you. They loved it, yeah. Seven years. Um, the Yes, so modelling drinking. Yes. I uh, The only game I know of it that does it I can remember it's Unknown Armies, which gives you a minus 5% um, on your rolls. Or plus 5, whatever the bad one is, for, for for every drink you've had. Yeah, I think you could take it to 40% and then you have medical problems. Yes, that's, well, that's, that's 8 drinks, which is a big night. Yeah, and that's like, th- th- those aren't like a week light beer. No, that is a, that is a Dipsomancer's unit of alcohol. Yes. So... I think I would be very interested in doing a game where you are you are Christmas week you're Christmas daytime family drunk. Mm-hmm. A sort of like you like you're not sure what day it is. Like not not like not like oh I know you know it's Boxing Day. But you don't know what day of the week it is anymore, and it doesn't matter. You, yeah. you, you've really like you've entered the the Christmas hinterland between New York between New York <laughs> <laughs> between New York and eight thirty. Yes, um, between New Year and Christmas, and when you're in that state, just sort of like like your kidneys ache from the alcohol abuse, oh, yeah. and you're and you're like you've eaten you've eaten very greasy turkey for several and the days. Sugar. The, the sugar, then you have to fight monsters, <laughs> and like and like it's 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 a game of suburban horror. But after you're really full on too much pudding, <laughs> oh, oh, I can't do this. I'm a, I'm a bit drunk right now. No, like they've got mum. Oh god, okay. Is anyone good to drug? No, fuck. So what? What I'm thinking, yeah, is something kind of like Monster Hearts. Okay. Which is a bit more a more of a social game. Yes, very much so. Um, but it's but it's centered around a family rather than sexual partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've got you've got a way out of any dice roll, mm-hmm. which is just to take a drink. Ah, I see. It's like an action point. Right. Um, and you can essentially keep doing this, but every time, the drink has to get stronger. Oh, so it's, so it's, it's like, first off, you can have a shot of beer. Yeah, like literally a, shot, a shot of beer. That's nothing. Yeah. But have, you, have you ever done the, um, the, the, uh, the power hour? Where you drink no. a shot of beer every minute for an hour? For, for an hour? I wonder how many shots are in a pint. Uh, it's about six cans of beer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so quite a it's, lot. It's crushing. Mm. Uh, mainly played in America, where they have beer that doesn't kill you. That is true, yes. In, that, in such quantities. I suppose you, you could do it with the room temperature bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it has quite the same effect, though. It's, it's like, I, I can't imagine room temperature bitter being associated with the word power hour. No, and that's also power. an hour where you're really, you're really tied up. You're not doing guess, a lot else, are you? No, I don't know. Like, you need to have like a little, a little alarm going off every minute so you can just sort of knock that back and then carry on talking to your friends. But I'm going to say about thirty minutes in, it becomes interesting because anything you do becomes interesting at that point. Yeah, and a lot of it's going to be staring at the next shot. Now, what I, I think the thing that worries me about about your game is it's a drinking game, not a game about drinking. Hmm. Um, I think like like we need to model the varied and nuanced experience of getting drunk, not just get drunk whilst playing a role playing game. Okay, well, I mean, let's let's kind of hybridize the two, uh, the unknown armies and the the monster hearts I just suggested. Okay. So in game, every time you you do something, mm-hmm. you you've got the option to take a drink, and if you do, you get a minus one to your rolls, mm-hmm. and that just keeps stacking up. I see. Okay. Yes, that works. So the more you take the easy way out the, the more you have to rely on the easy way out yes that makes sense i think also like you could you can model something quite interestingly with uh like the the new vampire the masquerade uh, system which has like blood dice like frenzy dice yes uh you have drunk dice and drunk dice are great <laughs> if you want to overcome your social fear but bad at everything else so rather than like um, suddenly going into frenzy and just killing all the mortals. Mm. You just really, you really fucking snap at your grandmother. You snap like, or like, or like, like you call out your grandma for being racist. Yeah, you just, you've had enough, and you just, you just say it. 
and like and like you've got and like you've got the capacity for different levels of fallout after you take stress to booze. Mm. If we're going to convert this over using the resistance system, whereas like like quite like the high level will be like alcohol poisoning, but underneath that you've got like I'm just going to go and be sick. Yeah. Or I need to have a lie down. This is too much for me. I'm not enjoying this. But you've also got the thing of anybody affected by that snap has mm. to take a frenzy check. Oh my god, yes! Oh, Christmas arguments! Because you snap, and then your dad, like your, yeah. your grandmother's son, yeah, is there. And then he defends his mother. Yeah. And then his wife says, but he's only telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just cascades. Oh, that's beautiful. So it starts off with everybody fine, nobody snapping. Then one yeah, person, one person has a drink. But what you'd have, you'd have, uh, we are painting a horrible picture of Christmas. What we are, We're what painting a real is, picture of Christmas. Yes, a true horrible picture of Christmas. I think you'd have, like, everything would be a social challenge. Mm. So it would be things like, um, initially, drinking would make it easier to ignore your grandmother's racism. Yes. Because like it's fine, it's easy going. She's old. She's from a different period. She's gonna die soon. You know, it's all it's 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 all fine until you roll that one on your drunk dice. Yeah, and then and then for every drunk dice you've got, you have a problem with her, or yes. like or like or like you're or like you know what? I could climb that. <laughs> yeah, I will talk to her. Yes, he would be interested in my business idea. He, he might he might want to work on the next book I'm doing. So you're you're six drinks in. Yeah. This is fairly late in the game. This is this, char- is this is this is high level play. And the character playing your brother mm-hmm. just says the line I reckon I could make that jump. <laughs> That's so dangerous. Now you've got a problem. You have to stop your brother from doing this, or, which will upset him. Yes, or you've now got it in your head that if he can do it, you can do a bigger one. Yeah, first. Because you're better than your brother and do yeah. it quicker. Yeah. So I'm going to do it off the garage. <laughs> so now you got to get up the garage. Jesus. Frenzy checks everywhere. Jesus, this is pretty grim. It's, 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 it's social dominoes. It is. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I want to play okay. this game so hard. That actually sounds like a fairly interesting way of of, of like represent, of having social dominoes of having that just sort of cascade. Mm. Like it would it would it would play a bit like Starcrossed or Dread, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, because it's that thing of of it builds up and it builds up and it builds up and then it can shatter, but it can shatter in such a way that somebody stands stands alone as as unaffected. Mm. I really like the idea of like of like a tension pool, which is yeah. separate separate from your drink pools. Yeah. And so, and so, like, and so, like, you might have a big, like, you might have a big snap, which would use the tension, which would fire off the tension. But you might make a snide comment, or like, you might, you might sort of say, "Ah, oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shame the gravy isn't hot," which just adds one to the tension. Yes, and just sort of ticks it up a little bit and, and makes the eventual. So, so actually, yeah, rather than the, the, when you, when you succeed with a when you succeed with complication, you add to the tension meter, which makes the eventual problem worse. And you've got special powers, like, I'm just going out for a cigarette. Yeah, oh, my days, the cigarette power. So you're suddenly What classes out, have we got? There's well, grandma. You're suddenly out of this boiling hot, claustrophobic room mm. into the cold air and silence. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's snowing even. Oh, beautiful. And it's dark. There is, there is, there are few, few, few more wonderful things than smoking in the dark when it's snowing. Yeah. It's so calm and peaceful. You've got you've got the grandma character class. Yep. Now they they play they're mainly um, early game, upping the tension. Um, they do tend to fall asleep after three sherries. Yeah, so they've got lower tolerance. They've got lower tolerance, but they have a connection to literally everyone in the family. They're the rogues. To put it yeah, in D and yeah, very. They can much put so. out yeah. massive damage. They can, they can give it, but, but are they can't very take it. fragile. Mum's a tank. Yep, just weathering the storm. Mum is just mum is just making it happen, just and, ticking forward, everything's gonna be okay. And taking stress from one character mm. and putting it on another. Mm. Like get your brother to do yes. it. Yes. Yes, yes. Mumly guilt. Yep. I get the impression that you're probably looking at an aunt as some kind of wizard style controller. Like yeah, so the man- the manipulative aunt. What you need is an old person, mm-hmm. uh, a couple. 
That's always interesting. Yeah, that could be husband wife, two yeah. husbands, whatever. Yes. But it's got it's got to be a romantic couple. Are you playing both? I don't no. know. Go on. Let's, let's say no. It's hard um, to disagree with yourself. Yeah, kids. Kids are difficult. Kids can't drink. No, 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 no. But Sorry. they can uh, they, wind they can be, me the fuck they, up. They can be twenty-one. Ah, okay, the youths. Yes, they've got to be the youngest yeah. there, yeah. able to drink and related yeah. to the couple and indeed yeah, okay. to the grandmother. Yeah. Then you need a distant relation, mm-hmm. so a cousin, something like that. Maybe, maybe like a friend of the family. See, that's the one I was going to next. You need an outsider. You, you know, what? one Actually, person. I'm, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put forward someone. Mm-hmm. New boyfriend. Perfect. New boyfriend, older than. The, than, the, than the person who's bought them. Yep, and we're looking at maybe maybe three month long relationship. Yeah, and like and like his parents had to cancel or like or like oh no we don't do Christmas oh you should come over it'll be great yeah and he's not ready for this yeah like it's like it's 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 been going okay so far like it's not just like yesterday <laughs> they hooked up yeah yeah like like that like they're excited they see each other a lot they like they're thinking about moving in next year yes but. Oof. We're definitely that, doing this for a Christmas game. This is our Christmas game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't steal that. TM. Trademark. TM. TM, TM, TM. Back off. Yeah, but you, like, you fucking watch it. We'll come and stomp around on your roof. We will. Well, since we've been talking about Christmas, would yeah. you like a question about spooky Christmas? Or Halloween? That's the one. Yes. Uh, Charlie X asks, as it's nearly spooky Christmas, I've been tempted to run a Cthulhu-ish game. What fun experiences you had with the games based on the works of Hewlett Packard Lovecraft? I will never forget the very first Cthulhu game you ran for me. I in have which, forgotten that. Um, you, I, I was playing a chap with money. I had oh, the yes. skill catch drink and find keys. Oh yes, because I gave I, I, one of the things I always do in BRP Cthulhu is I give people sort of twenty points, twenty percent. Mm. To put into made-up skills that define characters, and you had mm. catch, drink, like catch, drink brackets slid along bar. Yes, and find keys. Yes, um, and the the way you pra- the way you get better at um, catching the way you get better at skills is you practice them, and then it, and then if you fail, you get to basically roll to see if you get better at it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so every single bar I'd walk into, I'd say scush, please on the rocks, and then and then like have the guy throw it to me and miss. Yep. Every single time, just just to get just to get those levels up. Anyway, point is that was fun, but that's nothing to do with Cthulhu. I have had, I've had some difficult experiences with it because it's this weirdly sterile environment for a, for a game. Like it's sterile and also undefined. It feels quite hard to to be creative in Call of Cthulhu because there are there are massive amounts of literature written about it. Mm-hmm. And about the expanded universe, so there is a right and wrong answer for this stuff. But also, Lovecraft is making it up so hard. Yeah, like, it's he didn't have Give any internal rules. Sorry, it's, it's undescribable. Give it a try. Mm. Come on, mate, mm. you are a writer. Is it is it big? Is it round? Orange? Is it an orange? Is, is it, it a grapefruit? Are you scared? Yeah. Is it is it rubbery? Does it look kind of like a load of spheres in a bin bag? Not scary. No. I suppose things were into, well, not things were just a shape in a bin bag, <laughs> and he really didn't want to say that every time. <laughs> to be fair, he he had a lot of bin bags to shift, and cosplay was getting big in the in the twenties. <laughs> yeah. It looks like slightly out of shape, dude, in a bin bag. Why not buy your bin bags from Hewlett Packard Lovecraft? Then again, in a lot of cases, it's probably best he didn't describe it, considering how he named his cats. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want you to describe stuff anymore. <laughs> the monster had many tentacles and long, sharp teeth, like a Chinese person has. <laughs> no, Jesus, back Hewlett, off, they don't, Lovecraft. They don't have that. That's not a thing they have. Well, I've never seen them, but I assume. I assume, I've heard tell. <laughs> I've like, read it in a pamphlet. I'm pretty sure he was even racist for the time. Yes, yes, he really like, was. It wasn't just, oh, it was the 20s, everyone was racist. Everyone was a bit racist, but not that racist. No, he was a big old racist yeah. for the 1920s. Yeah, it was like, you got to try. <laughs> you gotta really, you got to really put the work in. Um, how about you, Chris? What fun have you had with old Hewlett Packard? 
so I've I've played a whole bunch of Cthulhu yeah. across various different things. I think one of my favourites was playing through the Armitage Files, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very open-ended game mm. of Trail of Cthulhu, where you get a piece of paper with scribbles on it. Mm. Go and do adventure now, and the book is essentially like if it mentions somebody's name, it details what they do, where they live, and that's about mm-hmm. it. And okay. you kind of build a campaign on the fly based mm-hmm. on what what is focused on. Mm-hmm. So, like, on the first piece of paper, there's references to Migo, like oblique references right. to Migo. Mm-hmm. So if you start investigating that, the default enemy becomes Migo. Ah, that's nice. But if you don't investigate that, then there's mm. then there's kind of these lines of, well, then it's a human adversary. Well, then it's time travel. Depending on what your players pick up on, which I, I really like that as a as, as a method of of generating scenario. Yeah, if if you're ever thinking about writing uh, an adventure or a scenario, I heartily recommend reading uh, the Armitage Files. Yeah, not necessarily just trying to emulate it or use its style. I will say it's a difficult read. It is a very difficult read. You have to keep your mind in like three time periods at once. Yes, but when you look at it as a as a reference document, it's incredibly clever. Mm. Um, very well thought out game when you compare that to things like say uh, Unseen Masters which is an older um, Cthulhu um, adventure which is just point A to point B to point C Mm. oh this is where it diverges do we go to D or E either way we end up at F like Masks of Nilothotep is that yes it's just a very long version and there are some nice characters in it but then you think they're 25 years old these things yeah, that's fair. Well, they just re-released it. Yeah, like Shadows of Yogg-Sothoth came out essentially with the core book for the first it, time. It, it, like H.P. Lovecraft wrote it. That's how it was. <laughs> yeah, he was really into the Arpagas. Arpagas. I've got this new thing. It's just a thing to train our kids to defeat those Germans. Jesus Christ, who are... Comes in from Europe. I think I'll have it cleaned. <laughs> Get out, Herod. Um, it's, it's neat. I think there is there there are some fun stuff to have, and I think that as with any sort of horror game, it's much better to just assume that everything's wrong. Yeah. Um, and like, there's something making up your own shit is really important, and yeah. having interesting and like, I, I don't know, like I I just I I was reading Call of Cthulhu, and there's that one about that guy who plays his violin and he sees like a dog man, <laughs> and then he's like, hmm, dog man, eh? I'm going to go check out the sewers. Oh, there's loads of dogmen down here. And the end. Yes. And that's, that's like, hey, it's like it would, be, it would be creepy if there were a load of dogmen down there, wouldn't it? But it just doesn't seem grand enough. And I know that, like, he was just writing weird fiction for pulp magazines. It was supposed to, like, give the reader a bit of a spook and not, you know, not really set up too much past that. But then, to, but then like, to have that as one facet of it and the other facet of it as these huge unknowable alien entities from outside time and space yeah like when uh, especially like the this is possibly the wrong word but the more terrestrial colossal things yeah yeah shubs yeah and like dolls like the dolls. massive worms oh, yeah. at the core of the world <laughs> um and like because they just don't come to the surface because it's too cold and oh. wet, they don't like water. Um, so you just... This, you, like, when they go deeper and deeper into the earth, they start hitting these tunnels that are just ancient. And mm. that's very cool. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Lovecraft stories like The Hound, which is Lovecraft making fun of Lovecraft. <laughs> I've not read that one. Okay, it's worth a read, because essentially there's two people living in a murder basement where they have people's heads on the wall. Okay. And everything is covered in about two feet of blood. Right. Um, and it, it's Lovecraft doing purple prose. Right. Oh, shit. Like, intentionally. Is that is that a Tindalos, the, the, the hound? Or is it a different hound? Yes, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Um, but it's, 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 it's a pastiche of the stuff he was writing at the time. Right, okay. Um, and it's just bonkers. And I kind of want to play a game in that world. Oh, like double Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, like completely double downing on everything. That would that would be kind of neat because like there's always this bit in role playing games, often near the start, where people pretend to do it properly. Yes. And then and then eventually, once you all sort of relax, 
you get into you get into the point where it's like ah fuck it I'm gonna kick I'm gonna kick the the monster in the face yeah that sort of thing and I think it would be nice to start as a as a as a nightmarish cackling lunatic <laughs> yes the then, hounds are coming through the corners brother that's why I especially like things like Delta Green and Phenomen X mm-hmm. um, because they give you the capability as long as it's not an outer god. Mm-hmm. To punch it in the face and then run away, <laughs> hit it in the nods, run like yeah, that. like like you can you you can unload a handgun into it, mm. and it's gonna, it's not just going to go <laughs> puny mortal bullets do not harm me. It's going to fucking ow, yeah, and then you can run what? away. Yeah, like you're not going to kill it, but you might slow it down or be able to lure it away or that yeah. sort of thing. And then Phenomen X because it takes exactly the same rule set and goes cool. You, I'm going to take away your guns and give you some video cameras. Oh right, okay. Because you're you're filming for like a straight to public access, yeah, 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 supernatural TV show. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, like I remember playing in a, a short campaign of that where I'd taken all the melee stuff, mm-hmm. and the it's a only, very heavy camera. Yeah, the only thing I had was an over-the-shoulder camera. <laughs> so like, just a, like I'm not, I'm not gonna break it. I'm not gonna break it. And then at the critical moment, like a fuck it, just swing the thing. When Bigfoot arrives, hello. Yeah. It was it was Mego in a barn. Oh, okay. So it was it was basically squashing bugs. They're like um, prawns, aren't they? Yeah, kind of. They're prawns. like shellfish they had, they had like, Yeah, they've got like um, wibbly bits at the front. I'm doing the hand action. You know what? Yeah. You know what hand I'm action? I know exactly doing. which hand action. Everyone doing. knows what hand action I'm doing. Um, and they take brains out and put them in jars and keep them alive. Yes, that's a bit odd. So they can te- so they can teleport them or transport them back to Pluto, where they live. Yes. Not a planet. Then a planet uh, again. There That's was the Migos work. There was a there was correspondence from H.P. Lovecraft to a friend, and he said, and "This is this is this is, uh, tr- this is pr- uh, pronounced as it was written." P.S. What do you think of the new planet? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you thinker? It was great. It was really charming, and it, 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 it you know what. Maybe he wasn't so bad, after all. What do you think of the new planet? A little dark for my tastes. <laughs> Back off, Lovecraft. Jesus, Lovecraft. Every day with this shit. He was a monster. Oh, no, I don't eat uh, ethnic food. This is pizza. I need Absolutely. to ask you a question. You do. Bell asks, What are some things to avoid when playing with a first-time GM who is feeling a lot of anxiety about it, and what are some ways to help them relax? Walk into their traps. Yes. I was thinking like massage, but that's also <laughs> yeah. good. Low low candlelight. Low candlelight. Uh, yeah. Green um, tea. Bit of um like you want just the sound of someone hitting a small gong in the distance. And then just the just the faintest strain of careless whisper. Yeah. No. How does that one go? <laughs> I'm not gonna sing careless whisper. I don't know the words either. Um, yeah, just walk into their traps. As yes. a, as a hardened veteran, you're going to see exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Because they haven't yet learned learned that sort of subtle artistry of hiding yeah. of hiding intent. And just go with it. Run hard at the plot. Make them feel clever. Yeah, make them feel excited. Um, like, get excited about their NPCs, because everyone's NPCs suck, no matter how no matter how long you've been playing, like oh, it's very yeah. hard to. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's very hard to like, especially on the on the spur of the moment, to come up with good NPCs. And if, you, if you're not doing it on the spur of the moment, you have to refer back and you have to play all these roles. None of us are professionals, you know. No. So, um, like, get into their NPCs, and if if their NPC is um is saying like a. Uh, when the NPC inevitably delivers a quest, don't say, "Oh, this must be the quest," which happened to me in the first game of Pathfinder I ran. <laughs> Um, and I was I was very rude to the man. I can imagine. <laughs> I was, yeah, sorry. Well, you know what? I snapped at him. I wasn't very rude. Yeah, friends are um, checks, eh? It was actually it was very early in the evening. So I, was, <laughs> I only had a beer by that point. Um, Not a grandmother, I mean, yeah. was he? Um, don't. <laughs> don't don't point don't it's an obvious thing I think that like we all feel a little bit nervous around this sort of thing so we'll say oh oh you must be the quest giver oh these must be the goblins oh this must be the thing we have to do don't do that mm. it does make you feel clever but it's not kind like the GM is doing their best to occlude that 
and like and if the GM says it, laugh along with them and then treat it as if it hadn't happened. Yeah. Like 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 if if there's an NPC, fall in love with them. Or <laughs> or like or like believe they're up to something. Um Imagine them twirling their moustaches. I have a thing with new GMs where I will start suggesting NPCs. Don't mm. don't do that. No. Definitely don't take my advice in that situation. That like, will overwhelm them quickly. Mm-hmm. And undermine their authority. <laughs> well, I'd well, call the twofer. <laughs> Till they sit the fuck down and let me run again. Yes. Have you know, I'm, I'm, I've been on a critical role. Well, I'm not Grant me, but my game. I'm fucking Howard. I'm Grant fucking Howard. Who the hell are you? Actually, sorry, can I take that one again? Yep. I'm Grant fucking Howard. Who the tits are you? <laughs> Mr. Cook, hello. <laughs> hello. Um, definitely don't introduce NPCs. Work with what you've got. Um, don't correct them. Yeah, let them get stuff wrong. That's fine. It's, it, it literally doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And like, and like, like they can find out afterwards. Like They're going to be bricking it the first time they GM. Yeah. It's a really nerve-wracking process. And especially if they've played a bit before but their friends like they've never gm before they've seen gms do it well and they're kind of they don't know how to make it work they've never been on that side of the screen before so like they're trying to extrapolate from almost like a cargo cult style they might have read some guides online okay so fans asks merchants don't like to take giant piles of gold what can i do with this filthy lucre instead make a big chair Actually, probably make make quite a small, uncomfortable chair. Solid gold horse. Yeah, faster yeah. than any horse in the land. <laughs> Downhill. Armor, because then Armor. you're immune to rust monsters. That's true. Can't they can't do shit against you. Yeah, but normal swords will pierce the armor. Mm, I like forks. <laughs> Just pushing it with your finger. Uh, tie some of it to a dog and let the dog run around town to act as a distraction. In fact, just throw it on the ground when you're in Florence and everyone will go, Manny, Manny, Manny! <laughs> if Assassin's Creed 2, if anything, is to go by. That is, that is a good way out. Um, he inve- must be late and she must be beautiful. <laughs> invest it. If he hurts himself, I won't help him. <laughs> no, seriously, invest it in an institution. Um... Wait until they've started to make plans for the money and gotten all the jobs sorted, and then immediately demand your money back. Mm. Clean it if it's filthy. Yeah, it's, Scrub yeah, it's it. gonna be awful. It's gonna be like, covered in pirates if it's filthy lucre. Put put that in some put that in some full sugar Coca Cola. Oh, it'd be gleaming. Oh, gleaming, my friend. Bury it. Yeah, bury it on a desert island. Make a map and lose the map. Mm. Or like sell the map for money. More than is in the hoard. Yeah, it's a fake, you see, because it's actually just a big hole. It's actually, sorry, no, you know what? It's not a big hole. You're waiting underneath the sand with a gun to rob them of all their shovels. (laughs) Hire some adventurers to go and clean out a dungeon. Yeah, adventurers will take shit, won't they? They'll take anything. So when when, when the adventurers (laughs) come back, you need to explain to them that there's a much easier way of doing this. Mm. What you do, what you need to tell them to do is to go and hire some adventurers mm-hmm. and just take 10% of what they owe. Oh, it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, you just pyramid scheme all the way down. Now, the challenge is you will need to find some adventurers who are in a game run with with, like less, with, with a more lenient encumbrance rules. So you're going to find a different a different game Oh yeah, to, yeah. to, to poach them from. Because your GM is like, oh, merchants don't want loads of coins. It's going to destabilize the economy. For a scheme of scale, so, you're, like, you're, sorry. We, we all know that there's one fun GM, like you know, like he's like like they're fun, <laughs> yeah, like like a fun drunk, and you just get them to give you their characters, just you know, on 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 the off day during the week, whatever, that's fine, and then send them into the adventure, and they bring back the and they, and they bring back the magic items. You give them the gold. <laughs> just just when their players turn up next week, I'm sorry, Peter, your character's dead. What, what do you mean? I've been been playing. Uh, yeah, they were hired for a mission. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Did I've not been, go well. I've been, I've been, I've been time sharing at your characters. In other news, you owe them quite a lot of money. Although <laughs> the ranger has gained a level, so you know silver linings, swings, and roundabouts. Fun GM. <laughs> Shall we wrap it up, Christopher? Yes. One last thing. Oh. 
melt it down, and mm-hmm. fill a treasure chest with it. The ultimate fuck you. So it's not just it's not a load of coins you can pick up. Mm-hmm. It's a colossal slab of gold. Kill a mimic with it for irony. <laughs> Choke a mimic with it. Choke a mimic on a big block of gold. <laughs> yeah, that's right, you bastard. <laughs> for a joke, while a rival adventuring party is asleep in an inn, fill their horses with gold. That's so clever. They'll never be expecting that. Now... When you say fill, it does kill the horse, right? Oh golly, yes. Do we melt it down, or are we, are we putting them in like individually, like 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 it's a very no, angry no, no, vending it, machine? I want, I want to literally fill the inside of the of the horse with gold, I, so that when they I jump just... from the second story window and land valiantly mm. on their horse, Spine they're split goes. in twain, mm. as the horse has no give whatsoever. Could I could I put something? Can I upgrade that idea? Yes. Fill the horse for the melted down knife, so it's sharp. Ah, oh, it's genius. Yeah. Melted down grenades, explosive. Well, you, you, don't be silly. <laughs> oh, give everybody in town an equal share. Yeah, that's nice. Just because um, then what happens? Yeah, socialism. Yeah, but like, we're not talking a small amount of gold here. We're talking giant piles of gold. Fund a revolution to overthrow the feudal system exhibited in Dungeons and Dragons. There's always a baron, isn't there? You know what's going to happen, Grant. They're all going to fracture off and go somewhere else and just become despots. That's fine. That's the point. (laughs) But then they're in charge. Do you understand? Yes. Humans are inherently broken and cruel. (laughs) We are dark creatures, scared, alone, hungry, tired, all the time. There's so little room for kindness in the world. You just have to be on top. But we do love you. You? We adore. We, um... We didn't want to... We didn't want to ruin the surprise, but we got you... We got you a special present. It's a lovely jumper. It's got Chris's face knitted on the front and my face on the back. So um, you can you can wear that. (laughs) And be warm. And be warm. With your racist auntie. Yes, that's that's using platform. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. How about we leave that awful granny behind and you tell people about Twitter? Yes. Twitter. It's a microblogging platform, and we're on it. If you go to twitter.com podcast, you can follow us. Uh, some weeks we even tweet out the episode, which is good. You can, you can also follow me at J.S. Howitt or Chris at The Madigan. You can back us on Patreon if you like this. We have a really lovely, friendly Discord community. Like We genuinely have a really lovely community. I've been really impressed and proud to be part of it. I think and, impressed is the correct word, actually. Yeah, like the fact that these people, one, give us money to be part of the Discord, but then it is it is a community. And we went out for drinks with a bunch of you in Sheffield, and it was really nice. Yes. It was, um, it, we, we had we had dinner in the world's loudest Cuban restaurant. Oh, such such screeches. It was like eating, like, really nice patatas bravas, whilst you had your head in a bucket that a big man was shouting in. It was like it was like a distillate of Nando's. <laughs> it was Nando's scrumpy. Yeah, it was raw <laughs> and sharp-edged and thick, and it just came at you too fast. It was, it was like sitting down on a leather bag full of knives. <laughs> it was really nice. We had a great time. Food was good. Point yeah. is... You've been great, and if you want to join the community, uh, if or it's uh, you can come along as a patron. You go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends, and you can give us some money. Uh, one dollar on, on episode will get you in, and you can come and hang out and play games with us. Uh, Chris is still playing Destiny 2. I've not touched it yet, but it does look good. It is, it's currently spooky Halloween. Whoa, and Which also, if you have a question, spooky grinding, <laughs> it's spooky. Spooky, how boring this is. It's the same as normal, but with a blue hue. Whoa, shouldn't it be green hue? I thought blue hues was future. Green hues is spooks. No, blue is, it's blue because it's like dark and purple and, you know. Anyway, okay, go. cool. Um, also, if you have a question, you can send us an email at heartydicefriends at gmail.com. We've already said how much we love you. We're going to say it again. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. 
next week, I think we should have we should have a spooky Christmas episode, Chris. We should have spooky Christmas. Maybe, episode. maybe just two spooky Christmas episodes. I just I'd like talking about spooks. Yeah, we'll just Ghouls, hold the shit goblins, out of the next one. Ghasts, whatever, whatever you've got, I'll take it. Mainly G words. Yeah. Goblins. Gremlins. Green hags. Greenhouses. It's not a monster. Goodbye. Bye.